Welcome to the Liquid Church Podcast, a place where you can hear the timeless truth of God's Word in a way that's culturally relevant and cutting edge. You're tuning in for our series, Breakthrough, where we're learning how to detox your body, mind, and soul so you can hear God's voice in a fresh way. It's our hope this message will help you discover how God's story relates to your own and that you will leave feeling encouraged. Thanks for joining us today and enjoy the message. Happy New Year, church. How y'all doing? I'm Pastor Tim. Hey, let's give a big welcome to Church Online, all our campuses joining us today. Happy New Year, guys. So glad you're here for the start of our January series we're calling Breakthrough, 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting to kick off the new year. Our whole church, we're coming together to do a 21-day fast as a way of really seeking God's face, really drawing closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Our goal is pretty simple. Uh, For the next three weeks, we want to detox your body, your mind, and your soul so you can hear God's voice, so that you can experience his power in a fresh way. Now, a lot of us understand what, you know, prayer is, right? Talking to God like prayer and fasting. Um, Not everybody gets what the fasting part is. Fasting is actually an ancient spiritual discipline where you give up physical food for a season for a spiritual purpose. It's a way to, to detox your body, unclutter your mind, and really open your heart more fully to God. And I'll tell you, nowadays, fasting's pretty counterculture, isn't it? I mean, think about it. Most of the world eats for a simple reason when they're hungry, right? But as Americans, you know when we eat? Well, I'll tell you when I eat, when we feel tired, right? We caffeinate ourselves to get through the day. You guys know what the fastest growing church is in America? St. Arbuck's. They got a church on every corner, very loyal congregation, okay? They, they come every morning to worship. They give their offering and they receive the sacrament, okay? Any caffeine addicts in the house? Yeah, hello, okay? We eat when we're stressed. Any stress eaters here? Yeah, raise your hand. Yeah, my buddy of mine said, you know, our in-laws stayed uh, over our house during the holidays. And I think I gained six pounds in stress eating, right? You eat when you're overwhelmed or anxious. It's like, ooh, nothing like a Cinnabon or, or chocolate chip muffin to take the edge off. We eat when we are tempted. Let me show you my kryptonite, man. Oh, pepperoni, pizza, thin crust. You want to, you wave a slice in my face, it's like, get behind me, Satan, okay? In America, we eat when we're bored. Have you ever opened the fridge and thought, I'm not even hungry, <laughs> but you just eat something because you're bored or, or like you want to procrastinate at work. You're like, I don't want to do expense reports. So you, so you, do, you, know, you rock the vending machine for, for chips or cookies. We also, of course, eat when we're sad. Oh, you know, I broke up with Dan, but that's okay. I'm going to spend some time with Ben and Jerry. <laughs> you get it, right? My point is, Americans, we eat for all sorts of reasons that got little to do with, with true hunger and true thirst. But let me tell you what this series is not. It's not to make you feel guilty for your food choices. In fact, did you know the Bible says food can be used for a spiritual purpose besides physical survival? The Bible actually says there's a direct connection between your stomach and your soul or your spirit. And really from antiquity, fasting was used as an ancient tool for people to draw closer to God. Now, what is fasting? If you're taking notes, simply stated, fasting is refraining from physical food for a what? For a spiritual purpose. In other words, for a certain season, we say no to our flesh and we say yes in our spirit to the things of God. Fasting is actually saying, you know what? I am, I'm so hungry for a touch of the Holy Spirit in my life, for God's wisdom in my life. I need God's power in my life, his breakthrough, his blessing, that I'm more hungry for God than I am for a hamburger. And that's what I'm calling today's message, hungry for God. 
Have you ever experienced that kind of hunger for God? Um, to be honest, a lot of us begin the new year feeling kind of blah, right? I talked to a lot of people who feel like, I'm just kind of complacent, Tim, comatose, flat. Maybe you have a holiday hangover. How many of you ate too much over Christmas break? Okay, you ate too much. You let out a belt loop, yeah? You, or you partied on New Year's and all your spiritual disciplines went out the window. It's like you slept in, you kind of forgot to pray, barely opened your Bible. And so you start the New Year kind of womp, womp, flat, <laughs> spiritually complacent, right? It's a terrible feeling in your life when there's no, there's no power, there's no passion, there's no breakthrough. And that's what this series is about. We want to help you get your mojo back. Do you yearn to experience more God's power in 2023? You know what Jesus said? Listen to this. Listen to his promise. He said, blessed, that is highly favored. Blessed are those who what? Say it together, church. Hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Filled with what? He ain't talking about a cheese plate, guys. <laughs> they will be filled with the Holy Spirit of God himself. You know, the Bible says, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's actually where the Spirit of God, of Jesus dwells inside of you. And so fasting, when you give up certain food and drink in order to cleanse your body and create room for the Spirit, it's really one of the secret sources of breakthrough power all throughout Scripture. Because just like praying, fasting is a spiritual discipline that can draw you into a deeper, more intimate, powerful relationship with the Lord. Who wouldn't, do you want that to start 2023? I do. Jenison Franklin, he wrote the New York Times bestselling book, Fasting. He wrote this, he said, fasting has always been a normal part of a relationship with God. When you eliminate food from your diet for a number of days, your spirit becomes, look at this, uncluttered by the things of this world and amazingly sensitive to the things of God. Now, some of you may be like, well, what's he talking about? I'm not giving up my Starbucks. I can't be a Christian without coffee. If you are resistant to the idea of fasting, I'm not surprised. There's a lot of confusion out there. So let me clarify what fasting is not. Fasting is not Christian dieting, okay? This is not a Christian diet, guys. The primary purpose is not so you can look good in your skinny jeans, right, when spring rolls around. The purpose of a true fast isn't weight loss, though, let's be honest, you will lose weight, praise God. Okay, <laughs> even secular experts agree fasting actually has a super positive impact on your metabolic health, no doubt. But fasting isn't primarily dieting. It's also not just for the super spiritual. Let's be honest, that's what a lot of people think, right? You're like, prayer and fasting, is that like, Tim, is that something monks do in a cave somewhere, you know? I remember growing up in church, the only people who I knew fasted were cranky Christians. It's like fasting did not make them more like Christ. It made them more cranky. And they were very self-righteous about, it. I'm fasting, you know, super spiritual. But that's not true. The reality is fasting is for ordinary, everyday Christians like you and me. In fact, in the mind of Jesus, your savior, fasting was not optional for his followers. He assumed that you and I would do it. Let me show you something. In Matthew 6, Jesus preached a sermon called the Beatitudes. In other words, the way to be blessed in life. It described how his disciples were supposed to live as a child of God. You know what Jesus said to his followers? He said this, three things. When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Notice it's when, not if. In other words, Jesus assumed his disciples would, would, would give generously. They'd, they'd pray passionately. They'd fast regularly. Now, what's interesting is most people agree with the give part. 
right? We give part of our income back to God as a way to train our heart. Thank you for those of you who gave so generously to our Christmas offering. I can't wait to tell you the results next week. We get the pray part, right? Of course, a Christian talks to God regularly. But Jesus said, when you fast? Wait, I, I, I thought this was optional. And, and Jesus is like, what do you mean? Like, like tithing and prayer fasting, just a normal part of discipleship. It's the way you become more like Jesus and grow closer to God. So let me show you how this works in scripture. There are really three types of fasts that you'll see all throughout the Bible. And if you're taking notes, the first kind is called a supernatural fast because the length of time without food or water is medically impossible to survive unless the Holy Spirit saves you, okay? Jesus did this when he started his ministry. You may know Jesus spent 40 days going without food or water in the Judean wilderness. Here's what Matthew 4 says. Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert. Look at that, guys. Sometimes God leads us to the mountaintop, sometimes out for a challenge to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was what? He was hungry. You think? You would be too. Jesus went without food and water for 40 days and he was tempted by the devil. The snake slithered up and said, tell these stones to become sourdough bread. <laughs> now, why did Jesus fast? And this is significant, folks. Your savior fasted to prepare himself for spiritual warfare. Before Jesus performed one miracle, before he healed one person, Jesus fasted. He needed supernatural strength to accomplish his mission in life. Now, I want you to think about this. If Jesus felt the need to fast, how much more do you and me need to? As Jesus' followers, guys, we are called sometimes to a season of self-denial like our Savior was. So we can be freshly filled with the Spirit. When he walked out of the wilderness, he was filled up with the Spirit. It's a toughen your soul for God's supernatural assignment for you this year. Now, the second type of fast is an absolute fast. And you see that word absolute does not mean vodka. <laughs> this is where you, you stop eating and drinking completely. Um, how many of you have um, done a fast before surgery or like a medical exam? You ever have that like the doctor's office says, hey, we need you to fast before your exam tomorrow. You what happens? You don't need anything, okay? In the Bible, an absolute fast is often used in a time of crisis. For example, in the book of Esther, when the Jewish people are faced with annihilation, they're gonna wipe the Jews out. Queen Esther calls her people to fast. And this is so interesting. In Hebrew, fast actually means to <gasps> cover your mouth. In other words, do you have a situation in your life where you, that makes you go, oh no, did you hear what about something horrible happens? So I mean, cover your mouth. No food goes in. Esther said this, go gather together all the Jews and fast for me. Fast. Everyone say fast for me. Fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. And God's people, they fast together for three days. And then remember this from our series, Kyra did. Esther goes to see the king. And you remember what happens? Oh man, God breaks through in a powerful way. He reverses the whole situation. He flips the script. He saves Esther and Esther's people. And not only are the Jewish people saved, but their enemy gets hanged on the gallows he built. Anybody in a situation that makes you, oh, this is beyond me. I'm overwhelmed. You need deliverance. Are you facing a situation where God needs to flip the script this year? Fast for it. Fast for breakthrough. Now, the third type of fast is a partial fast, where only certain foods are restricted for a limited length of time. And the best Old Testament example is what's known as the Daniel fast. And that's the fast that our entire church is going to be doing for 21 days starting on Monday, January 16th. So you have a full week to prepare, guys. 
Daniel's fast was what's called a replacement fast. In other words, Daniel cut out the, he really cut the carbs. He cut out the bread, he cut out the sweets, he cut out the alcohol, he cut out all the sugars, desserts, and he basically ate organically. He ate mainly fruits, he ate vegetables, and he drank water, okay? Now, this is the fast I wanna encourage you to start 2023 with as a way of drawing closer to God and really seeking his breakthrough in your life this year. And we're gonna give you a few options to choose from, by the way, because if you have a medical condition or situation where you're like, I can't, I can't mess with my diet, I can't fast food, for 21 days, you can fast from your phone, okay? I'll talk about that later. But some of us need to tame our sweet tooth. Some of us need to cut our screen time. So food or phone, you pick your addiction. But I, I like the Daniel fast personally. That's what Colleen and I are doing because it's a good entry-level fast. It's challenging, but it's not extreme. Now, we have done the Daniel fast a few times as a church before. How many of you have done it before? Raise your hand, all of our campuses. Type in the chat. You said, I did a Daniel fast. You survived. Look at you, you survived. You didn't die from malnutrition. That's awesome. But here's the deal. We got a lot of new people in our church today. So I want to teach you how the Daniel fast originated. It's in the Old Testament book of Daniel. I want to read this for you. Chapter one, it says this. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and what did he do? He besieged it. So the background of Daniel is obviously war. And you probably know this, Babylon was a very dark, decadent, corrupt culture. It's a city in Long Island, okay? It's <laughs> there is a Babylon out on the island, but this is a different Babylon. This is actually modern day Iraq. And the Babylonians attack Jerusalem. They defeat Israel's army and Nebuchadnezzar, a very wicked king, he carries the spoils back to Babylon. Look what it says. Then the king ordered the chief of his court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning. Does this describe any pastors? Okay, I'm just kind of saying that. <laughs> it says, quick to understand, qualified to serve in the king's palace. In other words, after Nebuchadnezzar, he knocks out God's people. He takes hostages. He takes the best. He takes the brightest of God's people back to Babylon as hostages. He says, I'm gonna actually brainwash all the young men, the smart ones, so they can serve me in my palace. Now, Daniel and his friends, they were Jewish, okay? If you're here Jewish today, man, you're part of God's people, praise God you're here. Our Messiah, our Messiah is Jewish. And because they were Jewish, they had to be reprogrammed to conform to Babylon culture. And here's the question of the day. How do you turn a Jew into a Babylonian? Okay, very dark, wicked culture. And the answer is, you make them learn your language. You'll see that in verse four, read your books. And here's the key, eat your food. Look at verse five. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and what? Food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years. And after that, they were to enter the king's service. So the big step to brainwash these guys is through their daily diet. Now you may say, well, that's kind of weird. Why are they trying to brainwash them that way? How many of you grew up um, uh, Italian? Any Italians here? Any Puerto Ricans here? Puerto Ricans in the house? Any Koreans, okay? If you're Asian, you, you, you understand, many of you understand food is a big part of the way you identify as part of your culture. So the king tries to get them to conform to Babylon by feeding them food and wine from the king's table. Has anybody ever eaten food from the king's table? 
Maybe like, well, what's, what's that look like? Can I, can I show you what it looks like? Pastor Mike, come on and uh, wheel in here. Everyone welcome Pastor Mike. Give him a hand here. Hey Pastor guys. Mike, happy new year, Mike. Happy new year. Good happy to see you, year. my man. Yeah. So behold, can you see it? Food from Kings. Okay, here it is here. <laughs> we got, uh, well, you went a little shopping here, Mike. Did a little shopping. You went a little crazy, actually. You got Mama Mancini's meatballs. That's, that looks pretty good. This is Jack, Jack Daniel's Tennessee Honey Pulled Pork. That's what, something for everybody, a little cheddar cheese and bacon burger. Cheddar, we are at the king's table right now. Praise God, cheddar cheese, bacon. What else we got here, Mike? We got Doritos. We got- Beef and bean chimichangas. Beef and bean chimichangas. Now listen, okay, we're not gonna get legalistic about the fast, okay? If, if you eat a, a beef and bean chimichanga, you ain't going to hell, okay? You go in the bathroom, it's gonna probably be like hell. Might feel like <laughs> But the, the chimichanga, what else? What else is in here, well, right? I got something for both of us, muffin tops, not just for us, but also for uh, Thank for you, yes, I already have a few muffin tops I'm trying <laughs> to get rid want, of, actually. You want what? something healthy? Oh, hey, look at this, everybody. Carrot cake. Carrot, Carrot cake. cake, so you're going vegan this yep, year. that's right. Vegan, this is awesome. Year. That's what the king's food was, guys. It was super decadent, rich, sugary stuff. I don't know if they had Pop-Tarts there or, uh, or pepperoni pizza. What, what else do we have? Oh, we got steaks in here, double stuff Oreo. Well, for those watching there, wait, we have some diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> they, I always love seeing it. Mountain Dew, right? Diet Mountain Dew. Because you're like, yeah, guys who drink Mountain Dew are like, I just got to watch my figure, you know, Mike? That's right. Come, you got to put this in your car radiator, man. That's ridiculous <laughs> looking. Look at this stuff. We got steak. We got, oh, family size mac and cheese. This is, this is the king's food. Mike, you got a lot of food here, but it was food and wine. Did you bring any wine? What do gotcha. you, what I, else? I couldn't find wine, but I did bring this for you, Tim, just so that you have it. <laughs> Ready. Bro, you're freaking the Baptists out a little bit there. I always fancied you'd more of a Coors Light guy. Well, we got that men's retreat coming. Uh, we needed something for that. Don't drink all these. I'm just going to leave these with you. Save some for the men's retreat. Can we thank Pastor Mike? Thank you, Mike, for Thanks. going shopping for us here. I think you get the idea. The Bible says the king's table contained rich party food. Now, here's what's interesting. Do a little research. The King James uses the word, it calls it pleasant food. It translates literally to rich party food. So what we're talking about is savory meats. Ooh, sugary, sugary sweets. Woo, there's that, I like that carrot cake, by the way. And, uh, and this was the king of Babylon. So he, you know, he like poured it on. He's like, Welcome to Babylon, Daniel. <laughs> Belly up to the bar, bro. It's a feast fit for a king. Pretty sneaky, right? Because what happens? You guys know what happened to you over Christmas and New Year's. You start eating this stuff. You start craving this stuff. You get hooked. You get addicted. And suddenly, you look forward to seeing the new king and depending on him to give you your daily bread. But what did Daniel do? This is what's amazing. Everyone's like, Daniel, shut the mouths of a lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, this is where the power came from. Look at verse eight. It says, but Daniel resolved. Everyone say the word resolved. One, two, three, resolved. In other words, he made a resolution not to defile himself with the royal, what? Food and wine. This is so interesting. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. So Daniel said, this all looks awesome, man. I love it. Dunkin' Donuts creamer, um, jelly donuts. I, I thank you very much, King. But I'm making a resolution. I resolved. Actually, it's not a New Year's resolution. The Hebrew word resolved here means he made a spiritual vow before God. He said, I'm not going to defile myself with all this royal decadent food and sweets. He said, King, you're not going to control 
This, my mind, and this, my heart, by what goes in this, my mouth. That's the vow. Now watch the replacement, he says. In verse 12, Daniel offers an alternative. He says, please, test your servants for 10 days. Let me put this verse up there. For 10-day test. Everyone say taste test. Taste test. He says, give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. In other words, Daniel says, hey, King, can we have actually a little taste test right now? Let's have a, let's have a food fight. Anybody ever survive a food fight in middle school? <laughs> they didn't literally fo- you know, throw food. But he says, King, I am going to challenge your double-stuffed Oreos and your, your Coca-Cola and your Red Bull. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge your carrot cake with, with huh, behold, organic carrots. <laughs> Take that, Nebuchadnezzar. And guys, this is an act of spiritual rebellion. There's this food fight. He says, I am defying your dark, decadent culture that just feeds your flesh. And I am coming against you in the power of God. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat, water to drink. And so what David did is he gave, or Daniel, I should say, he gave up meat. He gave up sweets. He gave up Boca burgers. He gave up everything. And he said, I am going to eat clean only fruit, vegetables, and water for me. I'm going to use tomatoes in my salad. I'm going to beat apples when I'm hungry instead of chips. I am going to enjoy some hummus straight from the ground, not guacamole. Well, guacamole is actually a fruit too. That was probably on the Daniel fast. And I'm going to drink only water as a way of honoring my true king, my God. And at the end of that fast, some of you know, a miracle happens. You know what verse 15 says? At the end of the 10 days taste test, they looked what? Say it together, church. Healthier and what? Better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. In other words, Daniel honored God through fasting. And guess what? God honored Daniel. He was healthier. He was stronger. He was better nourished. And then it says, God really broke through. Something supernatural happens. This is something that a lot of people don't see. They just say, oh, I would have better skin. That's true if I didn't eat all that junk. It's not just physical. God releases a supernatural anointing to Daniel and his friends who fast together. It says this in verse 17. To these four young men, God gave what? Read together. Knowledge and understanding. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. You talk about a breakthrough. A young man who is probably maybe 19, 17, maybe 17, 19 at the time. He says, I am going to push away from the king's table and deny my flesh for a season. He says, Nebuchadnezzar, you keep your party food. And I'm going to honor my God with my body, with my mind, and my soul by fasting. Daniel sought God's strength in a very difficult situation. And God released a fresh anointing and he rewarded him with spiritual breakthrough. Everyone say breakthrough. He became a highly influential man, God's man in Babylon. Daniel shut the mouths of lions. He stood up for the Lord in a dark and dying culture, guys. That's the power of fasting. My question is this for you. If you had the guts, if you had the spiritual courage to push away from the king's table for 21 days. And you made a spiritual vow like Daniel to start the year. God, 
My body's a living sacrifice. I want, I want your strength, not Starbucks. I need power, your power, God, not a power bar. I need your power in my life, my family, my work. If you got hungry enough for God, do you believe he'd answer the cry of your heart? See, what's important isn't so much Daniel's diet, it's the heart behind his fast. Daniel trusted God completely. And he had a hunger for the Holy Spirit more than the comfort food that I'm sure he craved. For a season, he said, you know what? I'm gonna say no to my flesh so I can seek God's power, a fresh filling of his spirit and anointing. And God honored that fast with a breakthrough. So to help focus your fast, can I ask you this? To start the year, where do you need God's breakthrough in 2023? What would you say right now if you had to answer that? Maybe you need that breakthrough in your health. Maybe you or a loved one is sick. You need God's healing. I got an email literally this morning where someone, they said, can I, Pastor Tim, I have an emergency prayer request. I went for a CAT scan. They're saying it might be cancer. Can the prayer team pray for me? You need a breakthrough. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your family or your marriage. Maybe there's, in your family, there's a hard heart that needs softening. Or there's a relationship that needs repair. Fast about it. How about your work to start this year? Maybe your, your business is going through a rocky time or even tanking and you need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough idea. Or maybe you're unemployed or you're seeking God's direction for a new career. Fast for it. Guys, when human strength is not enough, you need heaven's power. See, breakthroughs don't just happen spontaneously. They happen when a Christian gets serious and actively seeks God for it. When she says, I'm no longer satisfied with the status quo. Fasting tells God you're serious. Just ask Todd and Jackie. Let me tell you something, this goes back. The first time we ever did the Daniel fast at Liquid, Todd and Jackie, it was a young couple, they knew immediately what they were gonna fast for. They were a young family with three girls and they focused their fast on buying their first home, which in New Jersey requires a breakthrough, amen? <laughs> their family was renting at the time. Every home they put a bid on fell through and they were discouraged, they were desperate. So they resolved to do what we just read, the Daniel fast for 21 days. And God broke through in a way that changed their family's legacy forever. Listen to their story. In 2008, uh, my wife and I, Jackie, that's when we first started looking for a home. My husband and my three little girls, uh, we lived in a two bedroom condo. So it was quite small for us as a family of five. We started the process of looking. It was really challenging. Anyone that lives in Jersey knows um, just how challenging it is to find a good home um, with a good price. And we were putting so much effort into trying to, to find these homes. We were trying to make sure that Finances were in align, in, in align with what we're trying to do. We were trying to figure out if our kids could live in that home, did they have enough bedrooms. For about two years, uh, we actually struggled um, trying to find a home. Um, we felt like a house wasn't in the cards for us. So we were attending Liquid Church. We got this crazy idea from our church that we were gonna do a 21-day Daniel fast. Jackie and I kind of looked at each other and said, well, I don't really know if this is something that we could do. First of all, I never fasted before in my life. I didn't want to eat just berries and nuts and almonds and vegetables. So I didn't really think it was something that we should do. Uh, I didn't want to do it. But at that moment, I felt like we really didn't have a choice. I felt like, let's just give this, you know, one last shot. God really did a work in our hearts during this time. Um, he used fasting to truly draw us closer to him. And we really felt his presence on a daily basis. We were praying with our children every day. Um, with each other, and we truly felt like God was in the midst. Um, we surrendered our will and our wants for a home, 
and we really gave it to God. We were trying to find this house on our own and God was saying, no, stop. You gotta lean into me right now and I, will, I have a will for you and I have a way for you and, and, and we're, gonna, we're gonna get this done. It was the first time I think as a family that we felt like God was literally speaking to us and that God was leading the way. Sure enough, a week into the fast, we got a call from our realtor and he said he found a home that wasn't even on the market yet. And we got in to see it the next day. As soon as we walked in the door, we knew that this home was for us. We just felt God's presence so strongly there. We felt like he truly led us on this journey for this exact moment. So we decided to make an offer on the house. A couple weeks later, we closed on it. Looking back on that situation, we were just sitting down and having dinner and, and would break out into prayer. And God was not only just giving us a house, God was really working in our hearts and bringing us closer to Him. Our goal initially for the fast was our home, but Jesus' goal was our hearts. Can we thank Todd and Jackie for sharing their story? Isn't that cool? Isn't that amazing, guys? This church is full of testimonies like that. Their family needed God's power, his breakthrough to buy a home, which in New Jersey, you need heaven's help on your side, amen? <laughs> but through 21 days, that husband and wife, they, they humbled their hearts. Understand part of it isn't just changing your circumstances, changing your heart. Not my will, God, but yours be done. And God broke through and he provided the home they live in today. I wonder, where do you need God's breakthrough in 2023? Type it in the chat if you're at church on it. Just let us know. Just come and tell us, how can we pray with you? Is it your finances? You need to get out of debt this year? Is it your work? You need meaningful employment? Your health? Your family? Maybe one of your kids is in trouble. You see her going down this lane and you're like, man, I, God's got to break through to her. Guys, there's nothing too big or too small to fast about. Maybe you need spiritual breakthrough in your relationship with God. Like maybe that was you when I described at the beginning. You feel sort of flat right now. Let's be honest. A lot of us start January that way, feeling sort of apathetic, just indifferent about my faith. Like your prayer life is sort of, you have low motivation. Guys, a fast is an ancient way of jumpstarting your faith. You're emptying your temple so you can be filled by the Holy Spirit to start the year. I wonder, like I wonder right now what answers that God has in his hand. He's waiting to release into your life. But heaven's waiting on your prayers and your fasting. It is powerful, guys. Personally, I'm gonna be fasting for several things. I'm going to be fasting for my wife's business. I'm going to be fasting for my kids' walk with the Lord while they're in college. I'm fasting for a number of people who are close to my life. They have personal things they've come to me with. And I'm like, I'm going to fast for that. I am believing God for breakthrough. And I've actually already started fasting for you. I am fasting for fresh vision for our church. And I've been asking God this past week, I was like, Lord, would you just raise up thousands of people who are more hungry for God than a hamburger, amen? Who's with me? Make some noise if you're hungry for God. Type in the chat, I'm hungry for God. Who's with me on the Daniel fast? Now here's what's gonna happen. Listen up, guys. The Daniel fast is going to start on Monday, January 16th. And it ends after church on Sunday, February 5th. So it's 21 days total. I wanna be clear, the fast doesn't start this week. It doesn't start tomorrow. You know why? We want to give you time to prepare. We want you to think about this. This week, you may want to prepare a shopping list. You may want to do some reading online about fasting or download an app. Understand what you're committing to. And let me be clear, there are three options for you to choose from. All of these details are found on the Liquid Church mobile app. If you have not downloaded our mobile app, you need to download it today. It's free. It's on Google. It's on Apple. Wherever you get your apps from, you can download it for free. And in there, you're going to see I gave you tons of notes and helpful tips, okay? 
Some of you may choose to do and say, I'm going to do the Daniel fast with you, Tim. If you've never fasted before, by the way, this is a really good entry-level fast to start with because it is a replacement fast. Again, you're not going without food and drink, but you're replacing them for a season. And if you open up that app, you'll see all sorts of things. We put in details, lists of foods that you can eat, lists of foods to avoid. And during this fast, understand what the Daniel fast is. You're eliminating breads. You're eliminating sweets, meats, processed foods, all, all this <laughs> stuff like this, okay? Tostitos, out the window. <laughs> Caffeine, sorry, Red Bull. We're gonna hold on to the Holy Spirit, okay, instead. You're eliminating all the junk food, alcohol, sugar from your diet. And for 21 days, your body's gonna thank you, man. We are gonna mm, eat clean. Mainly fruits, mainly vegetables, organic matter like nuts, whole grains, hummus. And we're gonna drink, this is important, only water. Water is a faster's best friend. The idea here is that you are sacrificing something physical, all that comfort food that you crave in order to draw spiritual strength from God. And if you've never fasted before, don't be intimidated, okay? We are not legalistic about this, okay? We don't fast to earn God's love. We fast because we love God, amen? We live under grace, not law. So you ain't, again, you're not going to hell if you eat a hot pocket, okay? Hot pockets. <laughs> so if you decide to do the Daniel fast, use this week. I'm just telling you to start weaning yourself off of coffee, okay? Start eating smaller meals this week. You're trying to tell your stomach, hey, stomach, things are about to change in a week, okay? Do not, do not pig out this week. I did that the first time I ever did a fast about 15 years ago. I was like, I'm going bananas on the pizza this weekend before we start the fast. Don't do it, okay? Start weaning yourself. I am personally already off coffee and creamer, praise God, okay? I haven't touched dessert since New Year's, can you tell? Okay, not yet, you will. <laughs> Others of you may want to do what I call a modified fast. And what that is, you just modify the Daniel fast. Customize it for whatever you need. For example, maybe you work out a lot or you, you, know, you need more protein. You may choose to include more protein into your diet. So for instance, you may say, I'm going to add grilled chicken or fish, or maybe you say, you know what? I'm going to fast one meal a day at lunch, or I'm going to fast, you know, one day a week. Feel free to modify your fast so that it makes sense and works for you, okay? Um, a lot of people I'm talking to right now are trying intermittent fasting where you actually flip the script. Most Americans actually eat for 16 hours and they sleep for eight hours. That's most Americans. Intermittent fasting flips it. You actually eat for an eight-hour window and you fast for 16. It sends your body into ketosis. It has a lot of health benefits, very popular right now. You can find a lot of books and apps that explain that on the web. Um, I do want to say this, though. Can I just lean in? This is, like, super important. If you're taking medication, you shouldn't be fasting. If you have health conditions that might prohibit you from, from fasting, like diabetes, or maybe you, you've, you've recovered from an eating disorder, maybe you're pregnant or nursing, you shouldn't participate. If you have any questions or concerns, you always consult your doctor before you start any fast. For instance, I spoke with a woman who actually takes medication for her heart, and her husband's on blood thinners, so they can't fast. If that's you, let me encourage you to consider option number three. If you can't fast food, fast your phone. Turn your smartphone into a dumb phone for 21 days, okay? I'm serious. Go dark on social media. No YouTube, no Instagram, no Facebook, no, no scrolling in your bed at night. How many of us do it? Come on, TikTok addicts. For a lot of us, we are more addicted to our screens than our stomachs, yes? So you go, go on a phone fast. Repurpose the time that you normally spend scrolling and streaming, actually reading the word. I'm actually, oh, look at this. I'm not going on Facebook. I'm putting my face in the book. <laughs> Open your Bible. Spend time with the Lord. 
Remember, you're fasting so you can feast on God's word. We actually have a daily video devotional. We're gonna launch it next Sunday to help ground you in God's word every morning to start the year. But like, I just wonder, you know, if you're like, man, you're excited, Tim. I am, because I'm already into it. I just wonder what will be different 21 days from now? Because you resolved, like Daniel, you made a spiritual vow to deny your flesh and I'm gonna feed my soul. What might God do in your life, in your family's life, in our church life? What would God do, church, if thousands of people humbled themselves? What blessings would God release? What, what bondages will he break? I am declaring 2023, the year of breakthrough. Everyone say breakthrough. Breakthrough, type it in caps in the chat, breakthrough. I'm telling you, man, fasting breaks off addictions, breaks off addictions to alcohol, to pour into food, pay. I don't care what it is. This is the year that stronghold has to go in Jesus' name, amen? In 21 days, God can set you free, amen? Whoa, take a praise break, I feel it. Who's ready? We're gonna do this, man. I'm gonna have worship night here. It's gonna be so good. Listen, I'm serious, get serious. Maybe you're gonna fast for the salvation of a family member. Somebody's far from God, but they're close to you and you're gonna fast for them. Or somebody you love is facing a big decision. They need God's wisdom and direction. Fast for them. Guys, we've got stories in this church of couples who were struggling with infertility. They set about a season of prayer and fast and they pressed in and they conceived a child later that year. We wanna see heaven and earth move, guys. If you'll humble yourself and you seek the face of God, something supernatural gets released in your heart and released in the heavens. So understand, there's no guarantee here. You may not see what you're praying for in 21 days. You may not see fruit until later in the year, but I promise you, God can bring the breakthrough, amen? So let's pray together and then we'll consecrate our fast to Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm excited right now. I just pray a blessing right now, a blessing, a beatitude over every man, woman, and child in this church. Father, we're excited about what you're doing in this corner of the kingdom you call Liquid Church. And I ask right now in the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, pour it out on our people, God. I ask it for myself, God. I start the new year sometimes a little flat. Would you increase my appetite, God? Less of me, more of you. And as we empty ourselves, Father, would you just fill us fresh with your Holy Spirit? I pray even right now for the desire to fast and pray. For those who are apathetic, who are complacent, would you just breathe new life into their souls right now? We want to see your heart in your hand this year. We ask you to bring revival and bring glory to Jesus Christ, our Savior. And all God's people said together, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to check out Liquid Church for a weekend service, small group outreach, or clean water trip, you can find out more about us online at liquidchurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and subscribe or share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening.